You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, Mago. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. It's my book right here, Still Breathing, The Wisdom and Teachings of a Perfectly Flawed Man. You picked it up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. If you love this show, I ask you to please support this show. You can do so very easily by going to subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. This is still the best way to make sure your favorite show stays on the air and continues to be able to do all of the fun stuff that we do around here. Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. Also, if you love this show, but maybe you don't have time to actually watch it, you can now download it. That's right, bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. The podcast version of this broadcast is available courtesy of magical producer Trevor. Bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show is where you're going to go to get this podcast. So check it out. I think you guys like it, and uh, it's a great way to supplement when you can't watch the show. All right. Good morning. Happy Monday, Fox, July 24th, 2023. You got seven days left, and then it is on. That's right, seven days left in the month of July. August 1st, right around the corner. We are kicking off a whole bunch of exciting shit on August 1st. I'm telling you right now, you better buckle your chin strap. Buckle your chin strap. Things are going to get exciting really, really fast. We got a lot to cover today. There's a lot to cover. We got a lot to talk about. First and foremost, shout out to Lauren Eve and Little Memes for that incredible opener today. God bless you guys. That was an amazing way to start our Monday here at The Dilly Show. I know everybody who uh, is going to watch that will benefit from the message. I love you guys. Seriously, very proud of you. And uh, the more you can integrate God and country and The Dilly Show into memes, uh, the happier I'm going to be because that's what this is all about. So appreciate you guys. A lot happened over the weekend. Big things happened. Uh, First and foremost, President Trump continues to dominate the field despite the fact that he didn't really have any events planned this weekend. He finally had a little, maybe a couple of days uh, at home. He still, I mean, he has things going on, but he wasn't traveling uh, over the weekend. He wasn't doing any uh, rallies and stuff. We've got that starting to gear up here next week in Erie, Pennsylvania. I know many of you probably are going to be attending that, and I hope you do. I think it's going to be a fantastic event. Um, that's towards the end of this week, I believe. So that's a big one. Uh, we've got other big things happening, though. Uh, despite the fact President Trump was not out on the campaign trail, at least not publicly this weekend. And one of those big things is uh, Rod DeSantis is absolutely getting obliterated. He is getting absolutely obliterated. Uh, he continues to sink in the polls. They continue to say that they're going to retool and lighten up the staff, and we're going to be leaner and meaner. These are all words for we're running out of fucking money because we don't know what we're doing. Our candidate is not catching on. We've already collected all the money we can from max donors, and small donors fucking hate us. So we're basically going to run this thing for as long as we can, and then we're just going to kind of peter out as we get past, which we already have in some states, by Tim Scott, by Ramashwama Ding Dong, and by Nikki fucking Haley, and you're getting caught by Chris Christie. Dude, it's over. It's over. Uh, at this point, it is that sucking sound is the DeSantis campaign. Uh, all of the life having gone out of it, uh, trying to convince itself there's a rebrand or a reboot or a whatever the fuck they're going to call it this week. At this point, it's just a grift. So 
We're going to talk about that because the numbers that are coming out are horrific. Other things to discuss, certainly President Trump continues to add to his momentum in a lot of different polls regarding Biden. Biden is fully exposed right now, much like Hunter Biden's cock, and uh, he can't get away from this scandal because it is real. The legs on it are real. The evidence is real. Tangible, audio, visual, fucking email, all of their bank wire transfers, it's not going to go away. There's still plenty of time and plenty of meat on this bone for us to get into it and expose it and and certainly, uh, I think, continue to siphon away moderate independent voters. So it's a really big deal. There's a lot going on. Um, We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about politics today. We're also going to talk a little bit about life today. We're going to talk about seizing the day and uh, essentially grabbing life by the fucking horns and humping it into submission, Uh, something that each and every single one of you should be doing, no matter how old or what your current situation is in life. Um, And we're going to discuss that today. Okay, let's talk about things. We got to talk about some things. Because I've been hammering something home and getting emails more and more frequently. And I'm getting feedback via DMs on Twitter or X or whatever the fuck we're calling that piece of shit now. And uh, I'm excited because what I feel is probably my numero uno purpose that God gave me um, is a apparently sinking in finally and i'm and i only know that because the feedback i am getting from you the end user the 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 viewer listener whatever you want to call yourselves fans um i have received numerous emails and dms recently thanking me for helping you to have better discernment and i can't think of a better compliment it's the one thing i always do since i was a little boy that for some reason God had given me an ability to see through bullshit and that I could almost always see the truth of, of nearly any situation, whatever it may be. And I would recognize it in people's voice, the way they speak, and it was just this innate ability to cut through shit and know exactly what's going on. And for years, uh, that was sort of my thing, was like, I'm like how, do you, how do you take this, this sort of gift this innate gift inside of you and make it into a tangible uh, sort of thing that people can develop. And for years, I've really worked at that, trying to get it across. And, and I think for me, the best way of doing it has been by showing you, like by showing you, here's the bullshit, here's why, and explaining it out. And I have received so many emails from people saying, thank you. You, I, I'm using this and it's applying in other areas of my life. It's applying in my personal life. It's applying in politics and in business. And I'm very proud of that. So to everybody who's reached out to me recently uh, stating that they have developed greater discernment, courtesy of yours truly, uh, thank you for the kind words. It's been a pleasure and I'm going to continue to do so. Um, but it's been pretty amazing to see. And also it's been amazing to listen to people come out and it seems that a lot of the people watching this show are, st- are starting to lead more bold lives. Boldness is critical, um, I think, to living a fulfilled life. And more importantly, living a life that, that doesn't uh, go to the grave half full. And I think that's the worst thing you can do. I, I-, I can't think of a more sad state of affairs than climbing into a fucking hole knowing that I still had 50% or more life left in me that I just didn't give because I was either afraid or I didn't want to take any risk. 
<coughs> excuse me, or I just didn't believe in myself. And I think that one of the other compliments I've been receiving over the last couple of weeks is that boldness, the effective boldness of, of daily life, not just, you know, go out and do something extreme and crazy and scary, but go live your own life in a bold fashion, make bold decisions, live in a totally different way. And, um, and I think that's part of what's been, you know, also a nice, nice feedback I've been getting from people is that they're telling me they're starting to make more bold decisions and bold choices in life. And uh, a lot of you guys have watched in real time, and many of you from the Dilly 300 who've watched this show in real time manifest the dreams with which I laid out for myself on this show when it was done from a cell phone in the corner of my bedroom. And I had spoken into existence a lot of things that I thought, I can do this. I know what I'm doing. Follow my lead. And here we are. We're five years into this experiment with The Dilly Show. And we've went from a corner of the bedroom, cute little cell phone podcast, broadcast, video bullshit thing, to effectively influencing the outcome in the most uh, important election in world history. And we're playing our role in it. Now, we're not... The primary role player, obviously, that would be Donald J. Trump. But we are playing our role in, 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 play, in having an effect in helping assist this country uh, in saving itself. And that, that will only get more evident in the weeks and months to come. There are things in the works that are, if I were to try and explain them on this broadcast, would be beyond... Uh, probably comprehension initially. You'd be like, what the fuck? And, and if I told you, you'd, you'd just go, there's no, why, what are you talking about? That being said, uh, we're going to continue to pedal down. Um, we've got plenty of uh, GOP establishment puppets to destroy. We've got one very, very sick president of the United States that we need to destroy in this next election. And so we are not letting up in any way, shape, or form. If anything, we are getting more committed, more focused, more refined in our messaging and our tactics, and uh, we'll continue to do just that. But there will be a day that you will wake up, and the, uh, the show will be, it'll be, it'll be a nice little surprise. There'll be a day you're going to wake up and go, what, what happened, number one, and then we'll, we'll talk about exactly what that means and how it came about. But um, very proud to be on this journey with you guys. You are winning. We are collectively uh, collectively winning. And I believe truly in my heart of hearts that if we continue this path and we continue to stay aggressive and we continue to stay bold, we continue to take risks, you're going to save America. And you're going to have your name etched into the fucking history books as somebody who participated in that, in that rescue mission. And so I'm very excited about it. And it's uh, kind of how I want to start the show today. And you know I got to use this one because Randy loves this. That's the bottom line. Because Brendan Dilly said so. All right. A couple of little points of uh, cleanup here. Yes, I'm on YouTube. No, you shouldn't watch on YouTube. I really, I should just turn it off. Um, our numbers were much, much uh, influenced in a positive way by being off of YouTube. It does me no good for you guys to watch over there. Um, it is not a shareable link because I delete the show when it's over. Uh, so there is no replay. Um, I, it, it's, there's no benefit for me being on YouTube. I really, I, I'll probably leave it up. But for those of you that when I can't broadcast on YouTube, you choose to simply not watch the show, 
fuck you. <laughs> that's what I have to say to you. Um, if if that's is if that's all it takes for you to uh, to uh, sincerely abandon a show that you enjoy or watch or rely on or any of that shit is oh I don't like having to watch on a different uh, platform. You're fucking lazy, and you're probably one of the main reasons this country has gone to shit. That type of attitude, and I guess sort of like lack of commitment, uh, and it's not even—I'm I'm not even saying if, to me, but just in general—I uh, think is really fucking pathetic. Um, so I don't want to get any more e e emails about it. Like, if you can't find me on YouTube, fuck, like tough shit. If you, after all these years of me broadcasting 250 episodes a year, you don't know where to go to find the fucking show. I can't help you, okay? I can't help you at all. Like, I don't even give a shit if you're 83 years old and you just figured out how to use the fucking World Wide Web. Even your ass should understand, type this in and just scroll around and you'll find a way to watch the show. No more excuses. That's number one. Number two, everybody on Rumble that keeps letting me know that they don't send out notification that the show is on, I don't give a fuck. Um... I didn't give a fuck when they first started doing it. I don't give a fuck now. We're all adults here. None of you are fucking eight or nine years old over on Rumble, which means you're adults. And adults do not require other adults to tell them what time they need to be someplace to find and watch something that they believe is of value. So if you are on Rumble and you are missing the show because no one told you, what the fuck is wrong with you? I can't help you. Again, I don't give a shit how old you are. Everybody can set a fucking alarm and be where they need to be. I'm sure your ass shows up to your doctor appointments on time. So if you want to watch this show, I don't need to hear about how you don't know how to fucking find it at 12 p.m. every day, Monday through Friday for five straight years. Okay? So I love you guys. I appreciate your fucking patronage and watching the show. Stop emailing me and, and trying to make me aware that you don't know how to find your favorite show at the time it's scheduled. It's super awkward, and I, I, it doesn't reveal anything about me or even really rumble. It just reveals a ton about you. Don't do that, okay? So I love you guys. I don't want to be an asshole. I'm just letting you know, like, this is the mindset that has to change among Americans because if you're willing to adopt that sort of, like, lackadaisical uh, mindset about something as simple as watching a show. I can't fucking imagine what you taught your kids or your grandchildren about having uh, vigilance and, and having like, uh, you know, punctuality. Like, I guess that's the biggest thing. It just bothers me. Cause I'm like, the fuck are you guys actually teaching people? Um, and that, that's kind of where I'm at with this. So I don't know what to tell you. You know where the show is at. You know exactly what time it's supposed to be on. And if you don't know where the show is at, you know where to go to find that information as well. So <laughs> there you go. All right. So that's how we're going to start the show. Nice little kick in the dick. I know it was, all, it was all happy and rosy. And then I had to turn on you guys. But it just, it's one of those things where you just kind of like, it's not really about me. I'm not like, oh my God, I could get more views if you guys would just show up. I'm just like, dude, that mentality is just such garbage. Um, it's the wrong mentality. And I think that's the, you know, I don't know. Hopefully some of you who have been doing this and bitching about it are hearing this message and not taking offense. Yeah. Lazy is not even the word, or the word for it anymore. I, I, it's like, you're at that point, you're below lazy. 
Because you obviously are like, well, I want to watch the show, but then you're just like, I can't be bothered to use my fucking brain for like 30 seconds to find it. And that's just bizarre. I, I think it's like the perpetual victim like mentality. We're like, huh, I couldn't watch it because someone didn't tell me. It's like, look, Grandpa, I shouldn't have to put the pudding cup in your fucking hand and then spoon feed it to you. Like, you can grab it yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not doing it for you. I, I don't even know what to say. Because when you find out what I'm going to do next and the level of effort you're going to have to make to be involved, you're really going to be blown away. Like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, you, you want to fucking participate in life. You want to participate in taking your country back. You're going to have to get off your fucking ass and actually get involved. And it ain't going to be just, oh, I couldn't find the one leak, so I gave up. And I just wish I won't watch the show no more. I still get people on Twitter. I had some fucking lady on Twitter go, Oh my God, Dilly, I haven't seen you in years. I just followed, started following you last week here on Twitter. I wish I could find where the show is at. Bruh, I broadcast directly to Twitter. Do you know how fucking like retarded you have to be to say some shit like, I wish I could watch the show again and I'm literally broadcasting live to the platform you're fucking tweeting and crying on? It's shocking. I was just like, I don't... You almost made me use a bewildered. I almost did. I was wildered as fuck. I was like, ah, not wildered. No, I'm not surprised by this retardation. I was close. I was just like, ah, no, I'm not wildered. I'm totally not wildered. I'm not wildered. But I almost was. I was very close. So I'm not doing it. And I'm tired of hearing that you're old and that's why you don't know what you're doing. I'm done listening to that shit too. If Donald J. Trump at 77 years young can still maintain his title, of greatest fucking online troll of all time, you can figure out how to click around, Grandpa, and find the goddamn show, okay? Like, I don't want to even hear that. <laughs> well, I'm an older guy, but I'm from this generation. It's like, oh, so you couldn't hunt and peck the fucking letters, Grandpa? You couldn't spell out D-I-L-L-E-Y-S-H-O-W.com. Uh, 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 I had to put the down arrow. Watch show here. What's that? Uh, 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 oh, I'm watching the show. It's like, yeah. Fucking, wow. Holy shit. You made it in three steps, dude. Absolutely incredible. Incredible. Yeah, I don't know what to say, dude. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Fucking, I know. I, I'm being mean on a Monday. You're like, dude, what do I do? Why are you being an ageist? Why are you being an ageist? It's like, dude, all right. Because the 25-year-olds never say to me, I couldn't find the show. I've never had that happen. I don't know what to do. Huh? Isn't that nice? You guys good? Yeah, good stuff. That was good stuff. I love Dilly in the Wild. It's still fun. It's still fun. Speaking of, um, okay, I got to lock this down. Let's just do business right here on the show. Let's do business right here on the show. So, uh, Magical Trevor, now that we have finalized what we're doing for our next shirt run, would you mind sending those files over to Hales? Hales, would you mind putting together a couple of samples for me, please? Because I'm thinking we want to do a men's and a women's in the new design. We'll probably make that women's a V-neck. Girls seem to like that shit. And, uh, and yeah. Can we do that, Hales? I'd like to get that kind of locked and loaded. And then here's what we're going to do on the new shirt run. Uh, the new design, I'm not fucking guessing anymore with you guys. I, I don't want to have to guess. Uh, not on this design because I have a feeling because of what it is um, that I will screw up the numbers. Okay? So here's what we're going to do. 
we're going to do a pre-order run like we used to do. We're going to do a pre-order run on this particular run because I don't, this is one of those uh, orders where I don't want to order a certain amount and then you guys come back at me bitching because they sold out immediately. So what we're going to do is now you're going to have to wait longer for your shirt. Okay. You're going to have to wait longer for your shirt because it's going to be, I'm probably going to do a two week pre-order racking up all of those orders and then I will give those to the print shop and then they will take at least a few weeks to print and send them back. So you're going to have to wait. So the downfall of doing it this way is you're going to wait longer for this particular shirt. But the pros of doing it this way is you're going to get your shirt with your size and you are, you're going to not, you know, you won't be like pissing and moaning about how you missed the, the orders. Okay. So I think this is how we're going to do it. We'll probably roll this out in the next 48 hours and then I'll leave that ordering window open for two weeks and then we'll we'll get you guys squared away. But um, I'm excited about it. I think it's gonna be very cool. And yes, we're doing a women's V-necks uh, size and then we'll do men's like standard. But it's a really cool design. I'm very excited about it. And I'll, I'll tease it a little bit. We're doing, it's a rally shirt. It's literally a shirt where you guys will say, I'm wearing this to my rally, okay? So I wanted to give you guys a definitive Dilly 300 shirt that you can go, I'm wearing this one to the rally and head on out with it. So I thought it would be pretty cool, all right? Okay. All right. Good. Glad we got the little business out of the way. The memers had an extremely busy weekend, as you saw already, right? You already saw they had an extremely busy weekend, opened with that incredible meme from Lauren and Little, but they weren't done. They were, they were doing big things all weekend long. One of the memes that I was really impressed with was MAGA Devil Dog, because he knows I'm a sucker for hip-hop music, especially old-school West Coast shit, and uh, he put out this fucking absolute torture right here. Check this thing out. We don't win with the military. We don't win on the border. We don't win with health care. We don't win with trade. If I'm elected president. Here we go. Here we go. Come, we're doing the same old shit tonight. <laughs> there you go, Devil Dog. It's another banger. Well done, dude. And that's the right energy. This is the energy we draw on our culture. This is what they're doing. I'm so proud of the meme team because what you guys have overcome uh, in order to continue to do what you've done uh, on this show and, and, and just in general. But, like, one of the reasons that these are so effective, man, is... And Miguel is doing it every single day, and we all know that, right? Very well documented. He's been covering. He's done like 70-some songs. By the way, anybody who didn't see Mike's Friday night uh, broadcast, you missed out on a doozy, okay? You missed out on a doozy. It was amazing. But he's done like 70-some songs, almost 80 songs uh, since DeSantis decided to uh, throw his fucking name out there and start teasing that he was going to run. But... America had a culture, and it wasn't that long ago before it got killed. And, and this is what I'm trying to say to you. American culture didn't die in the 50s or 60s. It didn't die in the 70s. 
you've had a definitive and exciting culture all the way up until about 2017, 2018. And then they stabbed it to death, okay? You had culture. You had different segments of our population doing different exciting things for their, maybe their age demographic or their community, whatever. But you've had this sort of really cool, um, I think, culture that was evolving in America. And then it got murdered about five years ago, six years ago. And they've been slowly stabbing it ever since. And what I'm telling you is you can take it back. And the best way to do that is to remind people of the culture they're missing. And that's what the meme team has effectively done. They are taking critical pieces of American culture and sup and implementing them into political conversation. And the association is you can have this back. You can take this uh, very uh, you know formative piece of black culture music and apply it to make America great again. And it works. It actually goes together. It makes the messaging more fucking inclusive. It just does. It just does. It's one of the best branding things we have done is taking all of this content with Mike doing his stuff and Devil Dog and Lauren and Little and all these memers and taking these this music that is sacred and it's, oh, that belongs to us. And you go, that's fine. We want you to join what we're doing. And to show you that, boom. You understand? It's like, it's such an effective way of grabbing people and going, dude, this is, because remember, the misconception was Trump supporters are a bunch of fucking white Nazis. That was the, what they told America for all those years. And eventually America was like, okay, that's bullshit. But what they didn't realize is Trump supporters are the coolest fucking people in this country. We get it. We come from all walks and all backgrounds and we can get down. We know your shit. We know your shit sometimes better than you know your shit. And I think that's that's where they're like, oh shit, like, wait a minute, this is kind of fucking lit. Like, this, this works. And the messaging is working. The messaging is absolutely working. I uh, put out a video that one of the uh, one of our fans sent to me, and appreciate you sending it to me, dude, because I wasn't aware of this video until I received it. And once I received it, I tweeted it, and it went mega viral. It's got two hundred thousand plays on my Twitter page alone, and it was shared over two thousand times. It was retweeted, and it's been crushing it. And it sort of speaks to what we're talking about right now. Check this out. Man, you'll be surprised to hear this shit from a minority of nigga like me. We fucking with Trump. We need him back. We need him back. Biden ain't do shit for us, but brought us down. More debt, more budget, and he's a bitch-ass nigga. We over here fucked up. He's sending all that money to Kerrang, you Kerrang. I don't give a fuck. They went to war, fucking it up for us. Give us some money, billions, all this shit. We got homeless vet over here sleeping outside, but he's sending all that motherfucking money overseas. Fuck you, Biden! Yes, yes, and more yes. And how about a little more MAGA Devil Dog? I think he possibly did commit incitement to violence. I think there's at least a real case that he did. Um, and in terms of protection for speech, you know, the First Amendment is typically viewed as a protection that we as private citizens have against the government. So it protects us from the government repressing our speech if, if say, it doesn't like it. But it's not ordinarily something we think of as the government possessing. So it would be unusual as a matter of the Constitution for the president to say he's immune from the consequences of his speech because of the First Amendment. It's just not typically how the Constitution works. Right now, I'm going to play for you 
just a few clips from over the years when the president's words successfully incited his supporters into assaulting his opponents. We have to just change the culture, period, and keep punching at it and punching at it and punching at it. The press always asks me, don't I wish I were debating him? No, I wish we were in high school. I could take him behind the gym. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. I'm with you, the American people. Devil Dog had himself a weekend, didn't he? He had himself a fucking weekend. Guess what? He is uh, he's building on that momentum because there is more coming out right now regarding Joe Biden. A phone a friend, Hunter, got Joe on speaker to impress clients. This has now uh, been entered into the permanent record in Congress as a fact, a pivotal piece of evidence that Joe more uh, frequently than people realize, was validating and verifying Hunter to his associates and prospective clients. And this is how they made that sales pitch. This is bribery. It's treason. It's sedition. It is everything you fucking ever could imagine someone facing the gallows for right in our faces. And this is what's going on now. This is where Congress is essentially going to continue hammering this subject. It's not going to go away. It's only gaining momentum. Because this is not hyperbole. It's not rhetoric. It's not conspiracy theory. This is cold, hard evidence against the Biden crime family. And they gather more of it every single day. This is death by a thousand fucking cuts, dude. Because right now... It don't matter. It doesn't matter what, uh, oh, are they going to put him in jail? Of course not. That's not the point. What this is, is every single day, the destruction of Joe Biden's 2024 campaign. Every single day. Just one little piece at a time. One, two, five, 10, 20 Americans a day. Every single day. A thousand, two thousand. Waking up going, wait a minute, what the fuck again this guy? Again with this guy? As these headlines continue to pound the American public, combined with Joe Biden's destruction of the U.S. economy and the U.S. dollar, you will see more and more people from the Democrat Party and independent voters turning against Biden. And why wouldn't they? It's absolutely horseshit. Horseshit. And one man who knows all about that horseshit 
is President Donald J. Trump, and he was on a tear this weekend on True Social, putting out some posts. Let's talk about it. Every time you see these radical lunatics and their partners in the fake news media talking about the trials and tribulations of President Donald J. Trump, please remember that it is all a coordinated hoax, just like Russia, Russia, Russia. The no collusion, Mueller witch hunt, the fake dossier, FISA fraud, and all of the rest in order to steal another election through prosecutorial misconduct at levels never seen before in the U.S. Deranged Jack Smith has already spent over $25 million. Woof, that is, and then when he says $25 million, that's your money that they are spending to go after Donald J. Trump. Just think of it, between Mueller, Deranged Jack Smith, and congressional committees, over $100 million has been spent investigating me since I came down the escalator in Trump Tower. Biden is a criminal, and almost no money, by comparison, has been spent investigating him. Get smart, Republicans. They're trying to steal the election from you. This is true. Your congressmen are sitting around with their thumbs up their ass doing jack shit other than holding hearings. You need to start taking action on the evidence you have been presenting to the American public. Make some moves. Get aggressive. You have to. Our republic is at stake. Merrick Garland, deranged Jack Smith, and coordinating Democrat prosecutors in New York and Atlanta have become the, become the campaign managers for the most corrupt and incompetent president in the United States history, Joe Biden. Who would have thought that this could happen in our once great country? Nobody. Nobody. Absolutely disgusting. And we're all aware of it. Guess what? President Trump has a plan, and he's executing that plan to a fucking T. Tremendous media censorship going on in the USA. What they don't cover is almost all uh, as bad as how dishonestly they do cover events, people, and things. This is a very dark time in America. It's true. President Trump not letting up. He's dropping those truth bombs. They continue to go viral all over the place. How many times can crooked Joe Biden's Department of Injustice, together with their local Democrat DAs and AGs, indict his political opponent during the course of the campaign? Do they understand the damage being done to America? It will only get worse. We must stop these monsters from further destroying our country. Facts. This is so critical. He is absolutely pleading for your representatives to do something about this. They're not doing shit. Joe Biden is the most corrupt president in the history of the United States, which is being undeniably proven in the House of Representatives every single day. But with all of these horrible revelations and facts, why hasn't Republican leadership in the Senate spoken up and rebuked crooked Joe Biden and the radical left Democrats, fascists, and Marxists for their criminal acts against our country, some of them against me? How long does America have to wait for the Senate to act? This is a totally reasonable question. It's one that every single American should be asking their representatives right now. And we want answers. President Donald J. Trump crushing it as usual over the weekend, dominating, dominating the news cycle. I've tried fad diets, powders, pills. Still, my weight's been up and down like a yo-yo until the AIDS plan taught me how to take off weight and help keep it off. AIDS may taste like a candy, but AIDS contains one of the most effective appetite suppressants you can buy. And there's no stimulant in AIDS that could make you nervous. With AIDS, I ate less, so the weight came off to help keep it off. When I sometimes want things loaded with calories, AIDS helps put me in control. Let my AIDS plan <laughs> teach you how to take off weight and keep it off. <laughs> permanently also available in peanut butter flavor you guys gotta 
You guys gotta pick yourself up some AIDS if you're trying to lose some weight. Just uh, C3P memes. Uh, appreciate you putting that together for us. I was wondering what Hillary Clinton and Tony Fauci were up to these days. I was wondering what they were up to. That was a really great commercial. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> He's about to get so many emails from the Washington Post and all the other fucking media. Why did you make this? This is disgusting. Are you ashamed of doing deep fakes? What? What are you talking about? That was real. That was real. I thought they were a sponsor. AIDS. Dilly Show brought to you by AIDS. I didn't know Hillary Clinton was a, a fucking spokesperson when I let them come on the show. I'm sorry. It's just it's part of what happens. It's part of <laughs> Fuck these people. All right. Uh, we were talking about the Bidens before I went to break. And we we're talking about what's going on with those guys. Let me, before we got to talk about... Uh, Ah, this is what, where we left off, I believe. Uh, Joe Biden, most corrupt president in history. It's true. He is. There's, it's not even a, an argument at this point. It's so bad that this fucking guy, this is shocking, honestly. What an embarrassing, embarrassing situation. You're going to love this one, you guys. Here we go. And go. Hunter Biden's lawyer, Kevin Morris, is seen smoking a bong on the balcony of his L.A. home while clearly visible from the road during a visit from the president's son. That's right. Hunter Biden is there visiting as Kevin Morris, his lawyer, steps out to fucking make, have some bong rips on the balcony. This is what lawless scumbaggery looks like, okay? This is what it looks like when you're like, no one's going to do anything. There's not anything going to happen to me. No, no one will even say anything. Like, I'm fine. No one will do shit. Because no one's going to do anything to me. You ready for that? There you go. That is, that is, yeah, no, that is not, that is not Hunter Biden's cock pump. I mean, it might be. Dude just out there ripping fucking bong rips while Hunter's inside? Really? Really? Unfucking believable. Just total lawlessness. That's America right now. That's America is total fucking lawlessness. And it's not going to take much longer before the people have had enough. They have about had enough. More than 13,000 people have been victims of human trafficking in Sacramento County alone. Multi-billion dollar migrant child trafficking operation at the border. children were illegally employed in slaughterhouses and possibly the victims of human trafficking. This house in Fort Worth is at the center of a federal investigation into human trafficking. Today, children will be sold for sex. Old runaway in Pasco County was looking for help, but was abused at every turn. 30 children were reported missing over a two-week span at the start of May. Anyone caught trafficking children across our border receives the death penalty. God's children are no longer for sale. Amen. Well done, Mags, and well done, Brandy with a B. This is why you joined the team, honey, and you absolutely crush it. You and Mags, well done. Executed. Bye. You know what's a really good deterrent for severe crimes against children and humanity? Death penalty. It's awesome. It's super. It's highly effective. You wouldn't believe how much criminals rethink what they're doing when they don't get to go to jail, when it's just, oh, oh shit, capital punishment. It's a lot different. It's a lot different. All of a sudden, crime doesn't hit the same when you're not looking at 
five to 10 years when you're just looking at the end of your life. It's different, okay? It's a little different. All of a sudden, maybe you don't deal fentanyl when you're executed for it. You know, your buddy down the street sold some fentanyl that killed a fucking person, that it was an innocent person, and all of a sudden your buddy's like, yeah, I'm looking at death. And you're like, you're what? And oh, they executed him. What happened to fucking Teddy? He's dead. He's fucking dead. Same thing with these traffickers. Oh, okay, you're going to try that? You can try it. See how that goes. I think it's an effective method. At some point, there must be a deterrent. There must be a deterrent. No more fucking tax dollars. You're never going to rehabilitate somebody that's trafficking babies, ever. You will never rehabilitate someone who's trafficking kids. They, they have already, already foregone having a soul. It's gone, okay? Traffic of kids, is, it's, it is gone. There ain't no fucking coming back from that. <laughs> there is no going to class every day. That is a conscientious decision to profiteer off of the misery and suffering of innocent life. There is nothing above that when it comes to crime, okay? This isn't I fucking reacted and I shot him in a... Uh, you know, oh, he was fucking my husband and she was fucking my husband. And oh, I came in and I shot. That's not a crime of passion. That is malicious fucking intent to destroy lives maliciously, knowing that's it. I'm 100% on board with this for Trump. Now, I am going to warn you. I'm going to throw a flip side on this. You better fucking narrow this very clearly. I'm going to warn you right now, America, because we can all get bloodthirsty and fired up, but I'm going to warn you, if you don't narrow exactly what you mean by this definition, you could be looking at other people like Andrew Tate having girls do fucking webcam shows being called traffickers. You could be looking at him facing death penalties. You don't want the DOJ or FBI being able to prosecute people who aren't involved in a very narrow, specific crime. It needs to be specifically crossing the fucking border with children under the age of 18 for the intent of sale. Anything outside of that, I'm telling you right now, they will fucking abuse it to the end of the world. Like, you you will be like, wait, I'm being what? I'm being prosecuted for fucking what? You need to make this as narrow and crystal clear as humanly possible because if you trust the fucking DOJ to not use this and go, well, it's kind of like trafficking. You're like, you're like, what? He was, that's a 25 year old woman. And she was out and that's her fucking, she, she chose to strip for these guys. You're going to execute him. You don't want this shit to be broad because they will abuse it. They will take somebody who may or may not be fucking breaking a law and find an excuse to remove their life. For political reasons. You understand me? Crystal fucking clear on this one, Donnie J. It needs to be like very sharp. Yank. Crossing border with children under the 18 with fucking irrefutable proof that the intent was to sell them for sex and slavery. And when that is proven, then fucking do what you got to do. But I'm just warning you right now. You do not want this shit to be broadly used or you'll find a whole bunch of people who are like low-level fucking, or not even criminals, getting executed. Bunch of dudes open, owning strip clubs getting fucking executed. Because the strippers decide to suck a dick. Ah, uh, the stripper sucked the dick in the back. 
Well, he made me do it. What? You made her suck a dick? No, I, I just own this fucking place, dude. I just play the music and put new mirrors in. Nah, man. She says you told her to suck a dick. I'm not fucking... I didn't make her suck a dick. Yep, yep. We're charging you with trafficking. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, we're going to fucking execute you now. Yeah, I can see them doing this shit. We don't need that at all. You understand? We don't need that shit at all. I love a good law. I love a good fucking firm law. But that better be super fucking, like, narrow. Or you will face, like, the worst shit ever. Okay? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What you really do, if you really wanted to solve this problem, what you do is... um. Well, I'm not trying to tell Trump how to do his job. But in the United States of America, you got a lot of murky fucking uh, laws. You understand? A lot of murky laws. A lot of, lot of loopholes. You understand? You got a lot of loopholes in America. Can't have loopholes. You also have got a very litigious government and people, which means filing appeals and all that other shit. You guys want to really know how you solve this? You incentivize the U.S. fuck or the uh, the Mexican federales. Just solve the problem on your side of the border. Just, I'm just saying. You you hate you take Homeland Security and Border Patrol. They fucking communicate. Yeah, we've got traffickers coming across the border. Uh huh. I've got their location. Sending it to you now. Boop. Federales get that location. They roll up remove the children, and solve the fucking problem in the desert. And don't clean it up. Just leave it. That's how you actually, and you tell them, hey, we'll, guess we're waiving tariffs this month. Guess who waived tariffs? You executed 40,000 fucking uh, drug and, and sex traffickers this year. Congratulations. This is how you solve it. You just tell Mexico, solve the problem on your side of the fucking border. And leave them there. Don't pick them up. You fucking leave them in the desert. It's not our problem. It's up to your discretion. We're going to communicate when we see kids coming across. And we don't want them crossing that fucking river. Deal with it over there. And then leave them. Save the babies. And we will fucking incentivize you financially. And we will just. All we're going to do is go. No tariffs. Free trade. Open trade. Go on like this. Money talks. You try to appeal to people's morality in this day and age, don't work. You go, please, you got to help the kids. They're like, we don't give a fuck. Mexico knows. Mexico already knows. They don't give a shit. There's no moral dilemma for Mexico letting kids get trafficked. The only way to fucking speak their language down there is fucking mucho dinero. That's all you do. You go, hey, fucking 5,000 a scalp. They go, what? Now, yeah, 5,000, each one. Bing, 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 bing. Deal with the problem on your side of the border. No more kids coming across. That's it. Solve the problem. There, you don't even have to try them in this country. You go, ah, we just asked Mexico, said, hey, if you deal with the problem, we will uh, pay you. Wouldn't you rather have your tax dollars go to fucking that than having it go to housing a bunch of illegal immigrants, trafficking kids, waiting a trial? Fuck that. Just deal with it over there. Just deal with it over there. It's easy. Use your fucking AI and facial recognition software. Scan. Boop, boop, boop. Yep, here they are. Yep, repeated traffickers. Deal with them, please. Bing, 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 bing. Dead. Gone. Bye-bye. 
Great meme by Mags and uh, Brandy with the B. Seriously. I like that one. That was a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. I got another good one right here. You guys want another good one? You guys want a strong meme? You want a strong, strong meme? Check this shit out. So good. If I was the deep state and I wanted to destroy America, I would rig the election with a puppet candidate. One that was so compromised that they would never say a word about it. I would create a false flag that allows for mail-in ballots. I would be in charge of the ballot counting machines. I would create a false flag to blame all who question the results of the election. If I was the deep state, I would prosecute anyone that went against me. I would sue and prosecute anyone that spoke up about the fraudulent election. I would use my powers to shut down all your internet businesses and bankrupt you. If I was the deep state, I would make everyone an example why you should never question a Democrat ever winning an election. I would imprison my foes. I would use my corrupt DAs and blackmailed judges to destroy you. I would make sure all crimes I ever committed never happened. I would prosecute my biggest competition. I would make sure they could never run for office ever again. If I was the deep state, I would convince everyone that Ukraine Nazis were good and women are men. If I was the deep state, I would own every politician that mattered. If I was the deep state, I would push my pedophilia ambitions on you. If I was the deep state, you'd question your sexual identity but not the medical establishment. If I was the deep state, you would fear to ever resist me. If I was the deep state, you would wish I was really the devil. If I was the deep state, I would say mission accomplished. Fucking love it. Well done, meme team. Jesus, you guys make me proud every day. Every day I wake up, I go, hey, look what I made. I'm like, how did you make that? You're a genius. Genius. You're an incredible team. You should be very proud of one another. That was uh, Lauren Eve, Devil Dog, and Bad Karma. Very proud of you. <laughs> Fucking awesome. I mean, this is why they're coming for us, though. This is, why, this is why we're in demand, right, team? They know what I'm talking about. This is why... This is why daddy has phone calls scheduled for this week. Because all of a sudden, like, wait a minute. We looked around the whole world and nobody does what you do. Can we maybe have a more serious conversation? Yes, we can. We would love to have a more serious conversation because nobody does what we do. You're absolutely correct. And we would love, we would love to help. Well done. That's a, that's a fucking banger, dude. You guys were on fire all weekend long. Absolutely on fire. I'm impressed. Worked your balls off. You know who else was working his balls off the last couple of weeks? President Donnie J. Trump, he sat down for an interview, and this is just a fun little interview clip, not in super heavy. We're going to get into the political uh, campaign stuff right You know, next. We'll start talking polling. I know, but you guys love a good poll. But before that, let's uh, enjoy this clip. I heard you're really into music, is what I heard. I, I like that's music. the rumor. Now, if you were to fight, let's say in a different universe, you were to fight, what song would you come out to? What song would pump you up to go fight in a cage? I think that, well, we are the champions, but that's that's played so much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, every time you see a World Series or anything, they play it, <laughs> but it's good. But there are a lot of songs. I mean, yeah. inspirational songs, songs that make you want to do it. 
Didn't Tyson just come out to it? Like a boom. Did, wouldn't he have a weird, like, like a, a sound? It wasn't even a yeah, song. He came out, but he came out and it was exciting. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw it. Uh, Vince McMahon is another one. He's fantastic. Yeah. He's a fantastic guy. And one of the, the best ever. Yeah. And he would have uh, The Undertaker. And he had a song for The Undertaker. Now, this wasn't inspiring in terms of it was a song for but it was one of the greatest entries into a ring ever where the Undertaker comes into a ring. I did a, I did a fight with Vince, the yeah, Battle of yeah. the Billionaires. It's still supposedly the number one ranked pay-per-view fight that they've ever had, which makes me feel happy. <laughs> was that fun? And, but just before me was the Undertaker fighting yeah. somebody. And uh, it, it was incredible. The song, I said, Vince, how are we going to beat this? This is not good <laughs> to follow that fight. But uh, but Vince is another one. He's done a great job. It's amazing how many MMA fighters love uh, WWE too. Yeah. Like a lot of guys yeah. like Ronda went over there. Um, Cain Velasquez, like right. they, they they Cormier loves it. Like there's just yeah. something about the showmanship of WWE that even UFC guys. Well, Cormier is another fighter. I mean, you look at him. He's a, he was he was a great fighter, and he was shorter, yeah. but he had a tremendous heart, and he had tremendous strength. Right, yeah. but. But he was a he was a terrific he's a terrific guy, but he's oh, a terrific yeah. fighter. Double check. So this this interview with President Trump is awesome. Okay. He spends there's a clip that the meme team sent me that it's like five minutes of him talking about the history of boxing. I love Trump because his ability to speak at depth on a variety of topics is surpassed by no one. Like, think about what your brain has to be holding on to, okay? Imagine, like, your mind, if you're him, what you've had to not just memorize, but understand at a granular level to be successful. Like, real estate alone is enough to fill fucking 20 brains of your top most sophisticated people because of how multi-layered it is. It's extremely complicated, and he is a master of not just, see, you think real estate and whatever I, when I say that, those two words together, real estate, you either think, oh, the selling of, you think the buying of, you think the building of, okay. But when you're Donald Trump, you're, you're acquiring it. What's acquisition mean? That means finance. That means high level finance. That means ultra complicated, nuanced fucking lending and knowing how to fund a deal so that you're not totally fucked financially two or three years in. So the acquisition alone usually has, for the big corporations, 20 to 30 people. Donald Trump memorized that whole thing. Then he, he memorized and understood repositioning the real estate, which is taking it at this and altering it in these ways and going through that whole fucking process logistically and then you've got to now either you've either got to cash flow it or or sell it or keep it on the balance sheet because maybe this year you need it i need it this year for the losses next year it's going to produce income which means i need to acquire a different asset for losses this is the game you play we're only talking real estate this is before you talk about his knowledge of politics his knowledge of income and money and his knowledge of fucking foreign policy. So you've got to understand, this is a brain that is pulling information that is really on his hierarchy of fucking knowledge, probably not the most important shit, right? But he can pull it like this. 
He's pulling info on boxing. He talked boxing for five straight minutes. UFC, wrestling. He's pulling. He's like, doom, 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 doom. And he's got facts. He, like, remembers the nuanced details. In one of the clips I saw, it's him discussing the rumble in the jungle between Muhammad Ali and George Foreman. And he, like, he's, like, remembering nuanced aspects of this. You know, it's very impressive. His recall and his memory are next level. Other thing I want to mention, the reason I played that clip. He's doing podcasts now. He's doing podcasts now. Jason Miller wasn't bullshitting. Donnie J is appearing on podcasts all over the place. He's going into their studios. He's sitting down, talking, letting them lead the conversation. Sure, what are we going to talk about? He sits down and goes, what do you want to talk about? It is so refreshing because what it is, is this is exactly what I envisioned for him and I talked about on this broadcast seven months ago. Reminding the American public of the humanity of Donald Trump. Donald Trump, the man. And the best way to do that is you take the man and you let him go talk to the public. That, that was Jim Norton and, and some other guy that do like a, a podcast out in Las Vegas. I don't know how big it is. It doesn't really matter. <coughs> it doesn't really matter. What matters is that he continues to say, yeah, let's talk. Let's have a conversation. And the video clips are getting 20,000, 30,000, 2 million, 3 million, 5 million plays. And you realize he's expediting the destruction of mainstream media. Mainstream media has got to be absolutely pissing themselves every single time that Donald Trump goes on to a very small podcast and says, yeah, I want to I do the show with you. Because it's giving him a few different things. It gives him an opportunity to go viral for something interesting he said that you're not going to hear anywhere else. It gives him a chance to speak to a totally different audience. And it gives him an opportunity to show that he has not lost any of the humility, humility that made him so popular through all of his years of being a celebrity. The reason Donald J. Trump has always remained very popular is despite his massive wealth and success... Normal everyday Americans always could felt like they could approach Donald Trump. It's incredible to see, and he's doing it, and he's implementing it now. And if he stays on this path, by next summer, expect him to be on all kinds of different podcasts, gaining all kinds of a momentum. He's going to the public. He's going, he's using the fucking, uh, he's using the win the crowd. It's like, dude, just win the crowd. Win the crowd. Win the crowd, Maximus. Win the crowd. That's it. Donnie J. Trump going to the crowd. That's who's in charge of this country. That's the truth. Win the crowd, Donald J. Trump. Win the crowd and everything else will be fine. And that's what he's doing. And it's, it's genius. He's, it's absolutely genius. And I think it's highly effective. So... Somebody's asking in the chat. I'm going to, I'll answer for you real quick. They say, can we get a schedule when and where? No. No, you don't get schedules. You want to know why? You guys know why you don't get schedules. I'll give you a moment. Why do you think you guys don't get schedules? Why do you not, why do you think that there's not like a really well articulated and concise and clear cut schedule 
for Trump. I'll give you a moment to think about it and you'll realize exactly why it will never happen. Correct. Safety. That's it. That's it. Donald J. Trump, you do not give the enemy advance notice of him. At all. Ever. You 100%, and it, it might be an inconvenience to you, and I get it, I understand it, but what matters more than anything else is that he is always 100% safe. And the best way to stay safe is for people to not know where you're at at any given moment. Okay? That's it. Full stop. That's why, that's why it is the way it is, and that's why it'll stay the way it is, because it, he needs to be safe at all times. And he's making the argument for being president again crystal clear. He's making it very clear. He's, de- he's essentially drawing a very definitive line for the American public, and it's not about Republican versus Democrat. Donald Trump is avoiding that. You can see what he's doing with his messaging. He's making a clear-cut delineation between he and Biden, but he is doing so by putting out, I am an American and want to represent the American public, and he is a criminal. It is a smart way to, to, uh, to go out there and do this, and, and we've seen this tactic used before, and it worked really, really well in a campaign a long, long time ago by a man who set the record for biggest victory. Ronald Reagan. They're in the polling place and make a decision. I think when you make that decision, it might be well if you would ask yourself, are you better off than you were four years ago? Is it easier for you to go and buy things in the stores than it was four years ago? Is there more or less unemployment in the country than there was four years ago? Is America as respected throughout the world as it was? Do you feel that our security is as safe, that we're as strong as we were four years ago? I am your retribution. Lauren Eve was on a tear this weekend. Lauren Eve was on a tear this weekend. No, I'm not. I know I'm a pain in the ass. Somebody's like, can you just tell? No, I'm not telling you. I don't know what to tell you. You're going to have to find your own resources. I am not the resource for all things location i'm not a i'm not it's not what i do bud maybe you should do it you could you could do it you could make some kind of a post and then let us all know stay on top of it where trump's gonna be ronald reagan making the argument though very concise very clear it's the best thing you can do you just go what was better in your life this or this then or this now or then that that it's simple people go oh yeah okay done done Lauren Eve was on a t- I told you guys she was a busy, busy girl this weekend. Busy girl. All right. Another person who was very busy was Rod DeSantis. He was busy sucking ass all weekend long. We're going to go in reverse order because I'm going to talk about something that, that was so embarrassing and so fucking stupid. I couldn't actually believe that he had done it. And he did it over the weekend, and I found this out. I, hold on, where did I, I gotta find my fucking thing, because I, I swear to God, this is the worst thing I've seen in forever, I, I just couldn't believe it, where's it at, if I didn't upload it, I'm gonna grab it now, I won't, I will not go forward in this show until I talk about this subject, I think I forgot to upload it, hang on, because this was, when I read this, I was so stunned, 
and so embarrassed for this idiot. Maybe I did grab it. Oh, yeah, that's got to be it right there. Hold on. That's got to be it. This is incredible. This is incredible because it ties in with a combination of things. It's a Nostra Dilly, but it's also a proof that Dilly's sources are absolutely fucking legit. is a man who lives in Georgia who predicts the future Yes. Hey, Lauren, can you send me Mike's uh, psychopath meme of, of DeSantis? Because that thing's brutal, too. I don't have it for some reason. He didn't send it to me. He makes so much stuff, dude. I think he forgets to send me shit. He's too busy. DeSantis spent nearly a fifth of all donations on private jets and travel. Rod DeSantis has become what we call a coastal elitist. This nouveau riche, white trash, broke dick loser and his stupid fuck Walmart wife basically treated his campaign like a lottery victory. This is one of the most embarrassing headlines I've ever seen in my life. <coughs> Never forget that this schlep was worth absolutely nothing before a bullshit sweetheart publishing deal courtesy of Rupert Murdoch. And he and his wife took all of that fucking donor money, started renting private jets, and traveling all around the globe, not just America, pretending that they had made it financially. This is one of the most embarrassing things I have ever read in politics. This fucking schlep, just like I told you guys when this all started, has never succeeded in the private sector. Ever. Ever. This fucking guy could not succeed in the private sector. He's an absolute buffoon. A total and complete fucking idiot. He and that dime store nouveau riche wife of his went on a spending spree fucking blowing through money on bullshit that was meant to be money for a presidential run. How embarrassing. How fucking embarrassing. Tell me you've never, ever actually had any money in your bank account without telling me you've never actually had any money in your bank account. Amazing. Absolutely fucking amazing. How embarrassing. As you fucking gallivant around the country pretending... That you are a new Kennedy. Oh, I'm a Kennedy. My wife is a Kennedy. No, you're not. No, you're not, Billy Bob. You're a fucking broke loser. You're the fucking clampets, pal. You're not actually successful. You're a politician who never could hack it in the real world 
doesn't know how to manage money, be it your own or other people's, and you fucking took all of those, that massive sums of money from your mega donors and decided you were going to get yourself a fucking G6, fly around the world, probably fucking up that jet with all your bullshit eating. Horrendous. This is so embarrassing. A fifth, a fifth of all his money, you guys. A fucking fifth. You're talking about like hundreds of millions he's spent so far. I think it's like a hundred million he's already blown through. He spent a fifth of it making sure that fucking Walmart Casey could stay in the ritziest of Ritz Carlton's. How embarrassing. It's so bad that this is what the headlines are now reading out here. I mean, this is getting embarrassing. It's so bad. It's incredible. Watch this. In a note to donors on Thursday, Genera Peck, Genera? Genera? Yenera? Genera? 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 Yenera? 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 Like gonorrhea? Is it like gonorrhea? Gonorrhea? Genera? 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 Woman uh, on the day, Santa's campaign manager uh, cast the campaign as making tough but necessary changes, writing that it would be uh, would pursue an underdog approach going forward. You're an und- you are the underdog. It's not an underdog approach. How do you go, you dumb fucking bitch? You're going with an underdog approach when you're down forty. You don't. There's no other approach to go forward with. You dumbass. Can we just all marinate on the absolute fucking brainiacs on Team DeSantis? Well, what we're going to do is we feel like if we approach this like we're underdogs, we might do better. Uh, You're down 40. That's the definition of underdog, you dumb cunt. What did you think you were going to do? You've been fucking campaigning for six months, being down 40 and campaigning like a front runner. Do you know how retarded you are? Well, I think what we're going to do is act like underdogs. You don't have to act. Just look at the polls every morning when you wake up and then act accordingly. You are you aren't going forward with an underdog approach. You are actually the underdog, you dumb bitch. This is so shockingly stupid. It's actually, uh, this is why this campaign sucks. Do you know how fucking dumb you have to be to make that statement? Well, we're going to just approach it. I mean, imagine your fucking head coach comes out at halftime and they go, Coach, what adjustments are you going to make? You're down fucking 42 at halftime. And he's like, well, you know what we're going to do is I think we're going to change our approach a little bit and start acting a little more like underdogs in the second half. Oh, no shit. Wow. Fuck. What gave you that idea? Being down 40? Incredible. Absolutely fucking incredible. Anyway, let's continue because she's a genius. Quote, all DeSantis needs to drive news and win this primary is a mic and a crowd. Oh, honey, hold on. Hold the fucking phone. All he needs is a mic and a crowd? Have you not heard your candidate speak? All he needs is a mic and a crowd. Okay, first of all, the mic you can just get on your own. Your challenge at this juncture is getting something that would constitute a crowd. Baby, you, you're you drawing 30, you're drawing classrooms at this point. A crowd is a big ask. You're back to doing classrooms. 
You're going to be doing strip malls soon. All he needs is a mic and a crowd? Are you... Mr. DeSantis has privately forecast that the now twice-indicted Trump would struggle as his legal troubles mounted, but the governor continues to poll in a distant second. So I know this is going to sound shocking to you guys, but a man who's 30 years Trump's junior, who's never accomplished one one fucking millionth of what Donald J. Trump has accomplished, actually based his campaign decisions on his belief that a man who's been a billionaire and lost it all and came back repeatedly and who's already been the president of the United States, a man who's literally known as the Rocky fucking Balboa of politics, he was basing his entire political strategy on the idea that Donald John Trump getting indicted a couple of times or three times or five times would be enough to somehow deter him from his goal. You stupid, stupid little man. You are the dumbest motherfucker I've ever had the displeasure of covering in all of politics. This is one of the most horrendously stupid takes I could have ever imagined. And then, and then I saw you this weekend, courtesy of California, and I realized you're not stupid, you're a fucking psychopath. Not here. <laughs> Not here. California absolutely killed that. He picked up on something. DeSantis went full Peter Strzok in that clip. That's not normal. That is not normal, and he can't help himself. There is something actually wrong with him. He went full Peter Strzok halfway through his laugh and then went back into complete and total psychopath mode. Dude is cooked. You're looking at a fucking cooked meatball. <clears throat> that video had a half a million plays by the end of the afternoon yesterday or Saturday. California saw it. He goes, whoa, what was that? He was watching. Whoa, what's that? That's not normal. That not only is that not normal, this is the nuanced shit that voters pick up on. You didn't need Miguel California to cl slow that video down to pick up on that there something was wrong with him. This is what I want you guys to understand: is your discernment and the average person's when you're dealing with someone like this, a legitimate psycho, you'll pick up on it very easily. It'll be there. You won't know definitively what you just saw. You might not know it by name. 
you might not be able to call it out specifically and go, oh, it was at this moment that I knew something was wrong with this guy. You'll just come away from the interaction and go, I don't like him. You'll come away from the interaction and you go, I don't like that guy. All humans are innately equipped with this. You won't know. He'll speak, you'll watch that, and you'll go, that was weird. You guys want to see it one more time? <clears throat> I'll give it to you one more time. Here we go. Not here. <laughs> do you guys do you guys know why he transitioned so quick? I'm gonna go back to it. When he looks into the camera, I'm gonna tell you. When he looks into the camera, it's because he caught himself. We did this to him. What you saw is a very honest moment of self-regulation and self-awareness where the PSYOP has embedded. We did this to him. See, what happened was he, he laughed and that was his natural laugh. He felt that he had said something funny. But because we have mind-fucked this guy into oblivion, he in, in instantly, instantly becomes insecure because he's like, oh, shit. They're going to take this clip of me laughing with my stupid mouth all the way open, and they're going to slow it down, and they're going to mock me. If you were wondering what we've been doing and what I've been describing for seven months, and I fucking told them, this is what I'm going to do to you. This is what my team's going to do to you. We're going to figure out what your weaknesses are. We're going to figure out where your flaws are, and we're going to fucking hammer them into the dirt. And the only way you could have avoided us fucking your brain up is to have avoided social media. You had to have ignored everything we said. You had to block us early on, ignore all the chatter, ignore all the replies. You had to keep your, your candidate's mindset clean, and you didn't. You let that weird little meatball get onto social media, and you let him consume all of the jokes, all of the shit posts, all of the fucking criticisms. And now, this is what happens. This is a watch. You can see the moment he goes, oh, fuck. The Dilly meme team's going to destroy me for this. Watch. You can, you can see it in his eyes. He's looking at you. He's like, Miguelifornia, please don't make another meme. Not here. <laughs> Weakness. Insecurity. Not here. <laughs> broken he's broken he's done there ain't no coming back from this that's it I told you, look, I told you guys about the food stuff. I told you about the private jet bullshit. I told you all kinds of crazy shit about this guy. One of the things that I told you from a, I got the, I had a very reliable source. I sat down at dinner with somebody that was extremely, that knows everything about everything when it comes to DeSantis for a very good reason. I'm telling you, they told me 
They said, you guys' political instincts are dead on with this guy. They're like, I have no idea how you knew all this. And they told me that he is obsessed with reading and watching negative uh, clips about himself on Twitter. Obsessed. Can't help it. He's fucked, dude. When you get to that level, the only way you come back from that, and I mean just to function as a normal member of society, you have to take ownership of who you are and you have to literally allow yourself to accept what you are and make the modifications to do better in the future. It's, it takes an incredible amount of humility and it takes an incredible amount of effort. This guy will never heal mentally in the public eye, ever, ever. He's fucking broken. And I couldn't, I think it's the funniest shit ever. I think it's the funniest shit ever. And if that didn't break you, maybe dropping down to a striking distance of Tim Scott in Iowa will break you. Tim fucking Scott is going to catch DeSantis in Iowa. Forget him beating Trump in Iowa. He's not going to beat Tim Scott in Iowa. It gets worse. He's getting his shit pushed in in South Carolina by Nikki Haley. One of the most unlikable dorks in the Republican Party is burying him in South Carolina. Tim Scott's probably going to catch him in South Carolina as well. DeSantis can't win key battleground states at all. He is in real trouble. And these polls, whether you believe them or not, it doesn't really matter because his donors are going to see this. Mega donors see this and go, I'm not giving him any more money. He used it all on private jets and that stupid Walmart wife of his. They go, no way, I'm not doing it. So Casey can go get another fur fucking coat? I don't think so. So now your big donors have pulled out. Then you go to your small donors and go, will you give the rod to Santa's? And they go, no. Why would I do that? He can't beat Nikki Haley. And you go, that's according to fake news. Uh, well, I've seen enough polls. I don't think he can beat Haley. That's not true. You're just watching the wrong thing. If you watch the thing that I'm telling you about, you'd believe he could win. Uh, I don't think so, pal. I think he's getting his shit pushed in by an unlikable former governor, and he has no way of getting out of this mess. Well, I don't know, man. I'm just telling you. Yeah, he's fucked. He's totally fucked. I don't believe you. Even CNN is spending afternoons dunking from the free throw line on Rod DeSantis. That's how not formidable he is. He's a punchline on fucking CNN News. This to me is a very troubling sign because let's take a look at the donations to Ron DeSantis' presidential campaign. About 70% of the donations that came in were from folks who gave the maximum amount. That means they can't give any more money. Only 15%, about 15% came from small donors, the folks who could give over and over and over again, the folks who powered Bernie Sanders back during his 2016 and 2020 campaigns. Just 15% were small donors. So the fact is, DeSantis is beloved by the rich donors, or at least had been historically speaking, but the small donors, the ones who could power his campaign going forward, have not necessarily really liked him. It's mm. something he really needs to work on if he wants to be able to stay in this race for president. He needs to work on getting liked? Bro, that ship has sailed. He's done. There ain't no, I'm going to get people to like me now. You've, you is, have allowed a social media team to alienate normal MAGA voters for seven straight months. There's no reeling that back in. We know what you think of us. We know that you hate us almost as much as we hate you.
There is no reeling that back in. You guys don't, I mean, there's nothing there. We fucking hate you. We hate your entire campaign. We hate everybody involved with your campaign. DeSantis is broken. We already broke him. We broke his wife. We've broke his social media team. You don't think so? As a reply to the constant trolling, Jebba fucking Ellis thought she would post a picture of herself where she was like essentially using it like a flex to show people, ah, I still got it. I got the moves. Oh, do you, Jebba? Let's talk about that, honey. Jebba posted a red dress picture. I'm going to be honest with you. If Jebba was a mother of four, I would not say one negative word about what she's achieved physically. Here's the problem. This fucking overstuffed sack of sausage has never given birth to a child. This is a totally untouched, unfucking unstretched female body. No, no childbearing, nothing. This is just a woman who literally can't stay away from malt liquor. You posted this because the psyop of calling you Jebba was so effective. You were like, I'll show them. And boy, did you, honey. You sure fucking showed me. Are you with child? Are you with child right now? Or is this just the flex you thought it was? You're like, it's okay. You too can look like me if you don't do goddamn anything and drink too much. Really? This youth, you took this picture and were like, I love myself. Yeah, that's fine, honey. But this is not a flex. This wasn't you being like, I'm hot. You guys all need to bow down to me. This is fucking horrendous. This looks like a punching bag. The fact that you thought you could post this and that you got psyoped so badly by being called Jebba every day. I don't know what to tell you guys. I don't know what to tell you. If you've never, like if you had a child, I wouldn't say a goddamn thing. I'd be like, good for you, ma'am. Because I understand things happen to the female body after you've given birth and it's a beautiful thing. Not one word. But this fucking potato's been out riding a cock carousel for two decades and drinking fucking nothing but Schlick's malt liquor. Like that's what happens. That's how you end up like this. Schlick's malt liquor and the cock carousel. I think I look good. Yeah, you would say that. Also, I, you know what? I'm not going to even get into the rest of it. But we'll just stay there, okay? Hard pass. Hard pass. Every woman in here who's never given birth to a child's like, are you shitting me? Talk about just not caring. And then she posts that like it was a flex. She's like, she should have rubbed her tummy. Tummy. If you were a little more self-aware, I'd have, pre- I'd have respected that. But like, I go, fuck, I love beer. I love beer and dick. What do you know about it? I'm like, all right. I ain't got shit to say. I ain't got shit to say. Fine. You love beer and dick. I'm not going to fucking, I can handle that level of honesty. But to try and pretend that she's like, she's flexing like she's some kind of price. She's like, I'm in love with myself. Like, no, you're not, bitch. You're lonely as shit. You've had three divorces and you're 38 years old. You got a fucking off from not even, you didn't even have children. Like, you just got that shit from eating too much snacks on the couch being lonely. I don't even care that you're thick. Like, I don't give a fuck, but I'm just saying, that's not a flex. Like, that's not a flex. That was horrible. That's horrible. Fucking. 
I'm working on it. Y'all have you? Working on what exactly? Yuck. Hard pass. I'm good. Hard pass. There was so many other things going on there. I mean, I really, I. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to stop because I'm going to get accused of being a really mean person. I don't want to do it. So we psyoped uh, DeSantis. Broken. Gone. We psyoped Jebba. Broken. Gone. We're not done. There's one last victim of this fucking meme team and MAGA. His name is Bill Mitchell, and he might have it worse than anybody. I've been reaching. I've been talking to. I've been reaching. I've been talking to. I've been reaching. I've been talking to. Brian Griffin. Brian Griffin. Brian Griffin. We're really getting crushed out here. We're really getting crushed out here. We're really getting crushed out here on social media. Social media. I've been reaching. I've been talking to. Brian Griffin, Brian Griffin, Brian Griffin. We're really getting crushed out here on social media. You know, I don't know what kind of contacts you've got with Elon, Elon, Elon. You know, I don't know what kind of contacts you've got with Elon or something like that. But, but you know, could you guys do something to sort of, you know, help to support us out here? Now, Brian Griffin, Brian Griffin, Brian Griffin. We're really getting crushed out here on social media. You're crying like a bitch. You're crying like a bitch. Team DeSantis, you're crying like a bitch. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, that was Bill Mitchell asking, throwing up the white flag, asking for help from Elon Musk to save him from the social media bullies. There's another guy that's broken. Baby Huey is fucked seven ways from Sunday. Dude was half-cocked as a Trump supporter. He's full-cocked as a fucking retard DeSantard. He's cooked. He's absolutely cooked. There's no coming back. There's no coming back. He will now grift, and he will only... He's now going to become a never-Trumper. And he will just grift and grift and grift some more. He can't handle any of the criticism. He tried to fight Raheem Kassan. This is another theme that seems to be happening with Team DeSantis. I've had three of them threaten to fight me already. Like, oh, you want to fight? Like, yeah, I would. Yes, because that's what grown 40-some-year-old men do with children and whatnot. They roll around on the ground punching each other because one of them's too fucking stupid to make a cogent argument in politics. So now, Bill Mitchell, who's all of 60-fucking-some years old, tried to fight five foot eight Raheem Kassan because... Raheem called him a, uh, a giant cunt. He called him a thunder cunt, to be exact. Bill Mitchell, half-cocked, lost his marbles. All of Team DeSantis in disarray, fucking absolutely tail-spinning into the grave. What are you doing? I'm burying you. I'm alive, man. I'm alive. You're waking the neighbors. No. Shut up. No. no. Now I'm going to play your drums. Close your eyes. Let the dirt just shower over you. This is your fault. Ding, 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 ding.
fucking Cardildo on a Barbie car absolutely slayed me. When Cardildo comes sliding in and ding, 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 I fucking lost it. Brandy with a B. God bless you, ma'am. Thank you for adding the Cardildo in the Barbie car. Hey, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> comes sliding across the screen. Ah. Eat. Done. You're out. You're out. Fucking say no more. DeSantis, it gets worse. I'm going to read some headlines before we're done for the day because it's bad. Oh, that damn Nostradilly. How dare Brendan actually have people that know the things and say the things? Uh-oh. Rod DeSantis' private jet obsession is costing him big time. Uh, yeah, we know. Wait till you get to his burritos and chicken. His chicken sandwich obsession. Rod DeSantis' jet fucking private jet obsession. Amazing, dude. Uh-oh, DeSantis is a Scott Walker of 2024. Bodied. He's toast. Good night, sweet prince. You can all thank Rich Barris. He was the first one to refer to DeSantis as the Scott Walker of 2024. An absolutely brutal takedown and accurate one. Absolutely brutal. He's cooked. Stick a fork in him. He's fucking cooked. Totally cooked. Done. Dunzo. It gets worse. Over the weekend, it was fucking outed by the National Pulse that DeSantis appointed the radically pro-lockdown, never-Trump Democrat, Dave Kerner, ignoring a petition by more than 1,000 Floridians who opposed, uh, who opposed the appointment of, on the grounds that his policies contravened freedom in the sunshine state. Oh, no. He's a radical left, open border, anti-gun, LGBT, and abortion activist. And DeSantis fucking appointed him. Despite people telling him. He was like, nah, I'm good, bro. I'll do what I want. I'll do what I want. Will ya? Will you do what you want, DeSantis? What a buffoon. It gets even worse. Team Meatball shared a meme that they thought was really cool. Oh, that's a cool pro DeSantis meme. That's a cool pro DeSantis meme. And then they were like, uh-oh, wait, unshare that. Uh-oh. In this Zoomer edit, possibly created by the DeSantis campaign, Rod DeSantis' face appears in a Nazi symbol called a Sunnenrad. It is also the logo used by the Ukrainian Azov Battalion. Battalion, Very sick and wrong. So... As if they weren't embarrassing themselves enough, they also finished the weekend sharing Nazi propaganda with DeSantis's face on it. What a total disaster of a campaign. I mean, full fucking retard disaster of a campaign. And, uh, and I love it. And it's really, it's the gift that keeps on giving because this guy is not going anywhere anytime soon and we all get to laugh as he uh craters back down to earth <laughs> cooked cooked good night sweet prince Please clap. Over. He's done. Lauren Eve, Maggot Devil Dog. Thank you for the cherry on the top. Beep. 
I had so much content, I, I know I didn't even get to play all of it. I was so overwhelmed because my team outworked my ass this weekend, put too much content together. I couldn't even play it all. So all it means is we get to bring some of it into Tuesday's show. But uh, I'm done. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, and I'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. Have a wonderful Monday, everybody. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just gonna have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.